This is Faking Fatherhood, Season 1, Episode 1, Blake Barreto, Tony Gallucci, new fathers, old friends, and we're here to make life. So <laughs> we hope that uh, everybody watching enjoys this. So I know that we're going to have fun and we're having fun working on this project. And uh, well, that's really all we had planned. So I guess next week we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, what it means to be a father and appreciate you all signing in and... Did you, did you want to say something? Yeah, I'm pumped for you, man. I, I kind of want to hear about your your experience. You know, uh, we had a little bit of, of a delay. Yeah. A bit of a delay. Yeah. Yeah. Kate I turned a- cripple, and then you had a kid. Next thing you know, three weeks later, we still haven't gotten this thing out. So I think it's it's good we're finally on here. But uh, Absolutely. Dude, tell me about the hospital. How intense was that shit? So... Kate went full 40 weeks, um, and we have been like – it's one of those things where – I don't know if you knew this before going into it, but for me, I thought that – and I'm an idiot for thinking this, but I thought a fucking due date meant like that's the due date. Like this kid is <laughs> – yeah, no, no, There is no way to predict that. So no. here I was like, yep, on March 20th, uh, 2021, the baby's coming. Nope. Um, but Kate got induced. And so we were in the hospital for way too long, not at any fault to the the people at the hospital. They were awesome. The nursing staff, the MDs, the, the midwives, everybody was incredible, but it was just, it's, it's weird because you could see uptown Charlotte and like basically where we live, like right on the other side in it. I know that view from all angles of the city, but when you're in that hospital, it's the last place you want to be, which I think anyone that's in a hospital, even when you're expecting a baby feels. Um, <laughs> what? When is, when is the ideal time to be inside of a hospital? When you're, I don't know, when you're officially a surgeon and you just cash in on your $5,000 a year paycheck. I don't know. But it's a lot. Though. It's a lot. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. They give you like a, a month like, and a half. That's what I'm saying. Like it's right in uptown Charlotte. It's a, it's a beautiful hospital. The staff was amazing. Uh, Presbyterian Maine. But I didn't want to be there at all. And it, it took forever to get to where we are now. Um, but it was pretty amazing when it all kind of happened. Um, yeah. What are, I mean, what are your, let's, I don't know, dude. It's, it's a lot. I'm pumped for you. You know, we, my little guy is what, like four and a half months now. So. I've known you since what fourth grade. He moved here from California. You looked like a kind of a douchebag, but we became friends. That's where I knew I would. I wouldn't. East Coast, I was an East Coast douchebag. A West yeah. Coast baller. I had yeah. my very nice spiked hair. Um, and I think it wasn't a puka shell necklace. Oh, I guess it was. It was like the very small, like little white shells. It was douchey, but it was yeah. it was yours. That's we became buds though. You know, I just. Uh, so we've known each other so long to, to, to get where we are now is hysterical. Cause I, um, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think- I, when we were even talking about doing this podcast, I was texting my mom and asking her to find photos of, of us. Cause you know, my dad took all the photos back when we were kids and not in a weird way, not in a weird way. I know the producer's looking at us right now. Like that's not what you want to say. And it's not. And I wish I could go back, but I said it. So I'm going to go with it. Love you, dad. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of photos of us as, as kids, and it's it is hilarious. Um, I mean, I think we're both in the place that we need to be in and want to be in, and these were totally planned things. 
I've seen you. I, I mean, I, I've seen you do some some questionable things in in my life. So the fact that you're a father now, yeah. And I think that our group of friends would say that you're actually the more responsible one of both of us, which is kind of a scary thing if you think about it. I think. No, I don't know. Maybe I just. I know that me over the past nine months was not expecting what I'm going through right now to actually happen. Like, I, I, maybe it was just me, but a lot of people had told me, you know, it's everything's going to change. It's going to change completely. It's going to be completely different. You're going to wake up one day and like when you go home for the first night, that's going to be different. Everything's going to be different. No, no. Well, it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. It's a slow realization that you, you, your, your freedom is gone a little bit. But that's different. It's so worth it. I mean, like, so, boom, your wife goes into labor. You brought up a hilarious point, by the way. The due date is really just like a month and a half. So the whole, it like, I'm not going to drink a week before is is bullshit. I, I said that to my wife. She went two weeks early. I would have been sober a month and a half if I was in Kate's shoes, if I was in your in Kate's shoes. That was an issue, too. That was an issue. Not the nurses and the doctors didn't consider that issue, but that was a big issue for me. It was two <laughs> weeks before due date. I swore to be sober, and you and I have talked about this. It had nothing to do with being drunk on the way to the delivery room. It had nothing to do with you know not remembering the moment. It had everything, and all things to do with my bowel movements and having a reaction to alcohol <laughs> when my 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 wife, my wife, mother of my child, was in labor, um, and her legitimate fear that I would be running off to some bathroom somewhere. Um, anywho, that, no, uh, no, 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 no. So <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, I thought we talked about this. Maybe we haven't. Um, the two week stint before Kate was due, when I was when I told you I wasn't drinking, I was like laying off booze and everything, had nothing, literally nothing to do with her fear um, or anyone's fear that I would be in a position where, you know, she would, her water would break or, you know, she'd uh, be in labor and I would have to bring her to the hospital or um, while we're at the hospital, I would, you know, not be present, that kind of thing. Um, because I can be responsible and, you know, how I consume and how I consume drinks. But at, at the main part was 12 hours after I enjoy said beverages, they come out on their own and I have no control over that. And so my wife was thoroughly, um, concerned and worried that. And after you just told me that you think that you're ready to raise a child. Oh, yeah. That you could shit your pants as quick as your one-month-old? No lie. This morning, we went to a checkup. It was actually for Kate only. And so I had the baby in a parking garage, and I had a couple beers yesterday and a nice black coffee on the way there. And I parked in a spot where if I had to open the door and let loose, I was going to. But And your wife changed both of you. I got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, dude. But no, when it, when it comes to I life, thought I was bad. Oh, my God. But that was it. That was, that's the only nervous, that's the only bit of nerves that she had, which in turn, like made me a little bit nervous. I was like, wow, am I going to shit myself? Um, during this entire, during this entire process. But the main thing that I guess the main takeaway is that a lot of people had told me how much life was going to change and it did. And it didn't like for starters, it's just like, it hurts me to say this, but I walked in the door to our home after we came back from the hospital and well, you know what, just real quick, the first moments. And I want to ask, I want to, I want to know what you thought about the first moment. So, um, the first moment that this baby came out of my wife 
I held up a fire-burning crucifix and asked the nurse to send that demon spawn back from where it came from. Because this kid was like purple, red, blue, covered in just like nonsense. Both of his arms were up and I was like, no. That like, I was like, no, we have a podcast coming out and I cannot afford to do this. I've got too many cousins following and I can't do this. Then they cleaned him up and they handed it to me. Awesome. Love Beck. Love you, son. You are wonderful. You are beautiful. You are the most amazing thing in our life. Um, but when you came out, oh my God, no, go away, go back. Not mine. Hashtag not mine. Um, then they, they put him under the, the, the light, the little, chicken tender, the chicken, the chicken. tender light. They like did. the, the yeah. chicken tender and fries at the buffet. They put yeah. him under one of those. Exactly. And because it's Charlotte, the South, she was like, do you want Bojangles or Chick-fil-A sauce? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take the fresh baby. Thank yeah. you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which in itself is funny. They, I didn't, I didn't cut the umbilical cord and I told them that I wanted to, but it just like happened. I don't know. That freaked me out a little bit. It was wasn't, uh, it wasn't what I, it wasn't like, I thought I was like prepping myself for like this flesh cord. It looks like it's from an alien species. Did you look at it? No, it just happened. I don't know. I told them. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of that. That, that freaked me out a little. There's a lot of blood, dude, and I'm not good with that stuff. I'll be the first to admit it. And, uh, I, I don't, did I don't you, like, that. I remember saying I can't watch this thing come out of my wife, this child, I should say thing, but, uh. It, it you, you end up right in there and it, it like thinking back on it it's actually it's a lot but in the moment i mean it, it's pretty it's pretty crazy um it is i don't know you watched the whole thing yeah i mean it was i mean kate pushed and pushed and then she ended up having a c-section so in our oh that's right that's right that's right in our instance i mean there was like a little uh, not a screen but like a, i'm gonna say a tarp it was a sheet i guess i mean it's you know, whatever the medical, I don't know exactly what it was, but it was blocking my view. But I mean, yeah, she pushed for a while and I, I was, so wait, you can't watch a, a C-section. Can you, I guess you can. I don't know. I didn't, I mean, when she was pushing, there was a midwife, a nurse and me, and I had a leg. So I had a, I had a view down. I could see I had the leg head through and I might yeah. get a text coming through soon saying not to talk about this, but I could see his head soon, but he was just, he's a chonk, dude. He's a, he's a thick boy. So he wasn't yeah, a big boy. Wait, here comes a text. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> may have to cut anyways. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, uh, now what about like getting home? I feel like you go through this whole experience and the hospital is a hospital. It's actually like super peaceful maternity ward. I think that was like a nice piece. You get home and you're you're like my our reaction was like now what? No one tells you about what to do when you get home. And what's funny no. is I'm four and a half months in, and I'm like I still without Kristen I just have zero guidance. I, like I still don't know. I asked a lot of questions of the nurses, and they were awesome. Like I asked a lot of questions, and I think the we stayed in the hospital for almost a week. So we kind of got the hang of what to do by the time we got home. And I mean, I'm, obviously it's changing every day, that kind of thing. But like when you have nurses come in and out for five days straight, you ask a lot of questions and you see like how the kid's doing. So I think my experience is a little bit different than yours in, in that. But um, 
I think the biggest surprise for me bringing him home was when Basil jumped up on me and it, it shatters my heart to say, but instead of being so excited to see her, I was like, please get off of me. Basil is your mistress? <laughs> yes. No, you know, Basil, one of my dogs. Sorry. I know. I know uh, who Basil is. Those watching abroad um, in different continents and all over the world, thank you so much for tuning in again. This is Faking Fatherhood, season one, episode one. <laughs> um, but yeah, Basil, I've, I've got two dogs, Bailey and Basil, and it's everyone knows it from the start. Basil, Kate, Bailey, like that is my three in that order. Um, and then we bring Beck home. And after seeing what Kate went through for us and what she went through for herself and Beck, um, she, she became number one. She's up here now. And I, and she'll tell you like herself, it was Basil, Kate Bailey. It, it is sounds cliche, but it's so true. The shit that, that your wife goes through is, is pretty next level. And you know, what's funny. We talked about it. You and I have talked about it before. And, but when, when we talk about the equity and the decision-making, they start with such a leg up on the entire parenting process because of what you see them go through. And like 50 years ago, you could be that douche dad who just does whatever he wants and makes the rules, but it's 2021 now. Yep. There's like a mutual respect for what these women go through. It's incredible. And yeah. you're at a massive, you're, you're at like, you're, it's like the third, the end of the third quarter, you're down 21, nothing. And you got to There's no chance for a comeback. It's just the way it is. Is this a NCAA UConn basketball women's game or is this a, a football game? What do you mean? 21, nothing. What? Cause UConn's coming. You back. know what I mean? You know what I mean? Okay. It's uh, it's, it, there's no comeback. They have so much equity in the process. And well, absolutely. And that's what I, dude, I have my response time to hearing my name has never been quicker in my life. Like wherever I am in the house, wherever Kate is, wherever I hear my stupid government name of Blake, shout out mom, shout out dad, I jump up and ask and try to find out what I can do to alleviate the responsibilities of my wife who innately just feels like she has to be everything and anything. And she is and does it incredibly, but I like, I'm here. I'm a, I'm a person I know before Beck, I wasn't really helpful, but I can do something now. Yeah. I just figured if I wasn't helpful before my son, I can, as long as I love him, like I can just keep doing what I'm doing and it's done pretty well for me. Oh, um, good for you. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. That's not a position that I'm in, but that's all. Awesome. So yeah, and anyone who doesn't know, so I have a four and a, I have four and a half month old little boy, Antonio Jr. He's like the cute. I mean, he's the cutest kid in the world. We probably pop a picture of him somewhere on on one of our pages or something. But uh, yeah, can we get a picture of him up here? Dude, let me let me tell you about the process though. You get home with this little kid, right? And I feel like they grow in in four and a half months what some kids do in like four years dude i mean it's it's incredible watching them grow up like he grabs on to things now and he knows me and uh, that's i think that's the coolest process and you know i i feel like he gets it when you know mom's giving me a hard time and i look at him and i'm like hey you know like come on like take it easy on dad i feel like for like four and a half months is the mark where he's finally 
understands and he's looking at me and he's like, that's right, dad. And he loves his dad and he knows me. And um, it, it's a great process. I think watching him grow up. Um, but, you know, I also think it's it's a little different than how it used to be. Like you said, you know, you're in there. When we were talking in group chat, you were in there changing diapers nonstop. And, and I think that's great, but like, I have an old school, he's going to kill me for this, but an old school Italian father from Italy. Like, do you think for a second he did any of that stuff? Right. Like, I just don't. I think it's, it's so different no, now where you're expected to do and, and rightfully so. And in, in some cases, but like my dad, like no way, like there was no emotion behind that. You know, what about you? I want to ask you real quick. So we talk about like equity and you kind of gave me the, the rundown on that and how your wife has acquired so much over what she's done and helped me realize that yes, Kate has done the exact same thing. And then you tell me four months in Antonio sympathizes with you and now your wife who is for whatever reason upset with you or talking to you or asking something of you usually upset with me. Okay. And now this kid who she's got all this equity in, who she has like done all these things for is on your side. Yeah. That that's not going to, that's not going to come out on him. That's going to come out on you. Right? Like, so now you're <laughs> in trouble because he likes you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, it's <laughs> a good point. It's how you sneak into being the cool dad without trying to be the cool dad. Who's like showing up like, uh, trying to wear the same clothes as my kid. Like, I'll never be that. I'll never be that yeah. guy. You see a lot of that now. You got to be careful. You know, what, what, what kind of, you know, if you want to be the dad, who's like a try hard and I don't want to be that guy either. I mean, think about, think about where it went from, you know, the drinking days at college parties and high school parties mm -hmm. to how it is now. I don't know about you, but I've been doing it for four and a half months. You know, my wife is generally tired now and I, she's a superhero with the kids. So she'll go to like my drinking on a Friday night now is like a 12 pack of White Claws to my face sitting in front of a screen playing video games with my other 32 year old friends. And that's depressing at times. It gets depressing. What's the alternative? Not sobriety. Drinking? Yeah. Being a responsible father. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> no. Um, Real quick, just just talking back on where we where we are and how we met. Um, obviously, this is our first episode, and um, I, I took a shower a little while before we got on here, and I looked down at my right forearm, and I don't know if you remember this, but we obviously we played a lot of baseball together growing up. I have a scar on my right forearm from when you called my name, and I turned around after a ball game that we had won and I played well in, and you speared a chunk of wood into the flesh of my arm scarring it and it's still there and i can't show you now because i got a sweatshirt on it would take too much to pull it up but if that doesn't tell you how far we've come i don't know what will um and i know your parents you don't mind and i i love them both dearly and i don't know that they could have done a better job uh being dealt the cards that they were dealt um but i think the idea behind this this podcast and you know everything we're doing for whatever it's worth i mean as much fun as we hope to get out of this and if nothing else, at least that is to kind of navigate through fatherhood because we are doing so cluelessly um, and hopefully getting some insight from people either, you know, 
people that we talk about or people that we talk um, to about this or people that actually follow and, you know, that want to write in and whatnot. And hopefully we'll have some hosts or uh, some guests in the future. But um, I think it's fair to say that we can we can put New York Yankee Stadium 2009 in the past and we can... I'll drink to that. I I, appreciate, I do appreciate that, but it is a wor- but it is a worry of mine. You know, like should we not? I we shouldn't bring our kids. To, we shouldn't bring our kids to any baseball games together, should we? <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely cannot wait for that. I can't wait for that at all. And you know that, that, like you said it best, you put it behind you. And my parents couldn't have done a better job. So at the end of the day, that's just me. That's I mean, just look me. Were, look, look who they got. It was you and me. We grew up a, a block away and not like a city block. I mean, it was it was scarier than a city block, man. When I was yeah. walking down those suburban Connecticut night, like streets at night, and the frogs were just croaking and croaking. All right. Yeah, no, definitely about the frogs. But on that note, we're going to move into the little segment where we actually pulled some stuff, uh, some questions and topics, I think, from some of our viewers did people uh, write in? Did people actually write in? of them that we have so far. So let's uh, let's get those in now. I think we have one coming in. Okay. Brady, I'm waiting on you. How soon after you have a kid do you have a a dad dick? Wow, I don't think I would have had a kid unless I had a dad dick, <laughs> right? Is, does that part does that go part i'm asking right now at the bottom yes or no does that go part in with a dad bod or a dad dick well let me ask you, like, John, have you ever heard it. the term dad dick before i don't i have no idea what that i have no means. idea what a dad dick is if we're talking about a dad bod definitely listen the thing about a dead dad bod producer is, like, is showing a lot of like just i guess a hammer a hammer oh a dad dick i listen I, I might have noticed a little bit more, you know, after after he came, but I don't know. I tell you what, you don't get the chance to use it if if you know in the next four months after as much as you used to. I can tell you yeah, that. I walk with some swagger. I can't even that. imagine. I definitely walk with a little bit of swagger after the positive result, but I don't know that I had a dad dick. I have no idea what that is. What about a dad bod though? A lot of people talk about that. Listen, so I, I feel like truthfully, if I lost twenty five pounds. Mm-hmm. I could get to a dad bod. Like I'm, I I was past the dad bod when I had my son. I'm like in between dad bod and get that guy medical attention. Like I don't look unhealthy, so unhealthy, but I'm not at dad bod yet. Yeah, I definitely have the turkey goiter happening underneath my neck. And if I take off my shirt, I just want to like rip my eyeballs out. But I don't know that it's the worst case scenario. Um... The unfortunate part is I don't know that a lot of people look at me and be like, oh, that's a dad bod. They just be like, this guy doesn't. That's a 12-year-old child. Physical or mental health. <laughs> in which case, ding, ding, ding. All right, so we've got another question here. Uh, of course, just on the same segment, Ask the Fathers. Tone, I'm going to ask you this one. What was it like changing the first diaper? I get that one a lot. Um, Do you? I don't know. Ooh. Standard. No diaper I've ever changed has been worse than a shit that I've taken in the last two weeks. So it's pretty standard uh okay <laughs> i think the progressions are the uh are the big one uh yeah from the black tar to from the black tar to green guacamole to the, that's the stage we're at now 
the yellow we're in the yellow like seated like uh oh that's yeah Panera like used to make a sandwich they don't sell it anymore but i used to love it it was the turkey bacon bravo and it had like <laughs> a beautiful a beautiful mustard seed and it was my go-to down there at sand hill and sandy hook or newtown right on yeah. the or whatever um oh god i used to love that sandwich and so when i see this kid's diapers every time i'm like now you know where they got the mustard sauce from. I know where they got the mustard sauce from. They don't smell at this stage, though. But the black, oh, dude. Tar, the black tar was a little bit weird. No. Wait, just give it a couple months and you're going to get to the, the, the guac. It's like, it's like guac that you've left uncovered in the fridge for two weeks. And then you open your son's diaper and you have this great smile and you look done and it's just all over. And with all the baby rolls, I mean, it takes you... I'm a, I'm a 10 to 15 wipe guy. Um, my wife does it in really, yeah. Oh, I, I go through 12 wipes a diaper change. No, you can't, yeah. Well, it's I'm not like the guy who blows his nose and then reuses the tissue four times. Like, I don't know how people do that, and I, I've always I don't I don't like that. I don't, and it doesn't gross me out as much as like I'm just not there, like using my fingers to scoop the poop out of his rolls <laughs> for lack of a better word. Yeah, I don't think anybody is. Yeah, I mean, the, the wipes are nice. Um, there's not a whole... If I'm being real, there's not a whole deep butthole. There's really just kind of... It blasts out, you wipe it out, and then, I mean, you can see every, you can see every crevasse. It's not like... Deep butthole? Yeah, like there's not a whole lot that you're missing there. You You hold the legs up, you're wiping down, and everything is cleared out of it. Of course, you got to go up. I mean, there's... Sometimes around the... Have you ever seen your own butthole? Do we have any more questions coming through? Let's see. Um, okay, we got another question that came through. What things can mom do to make the dad feel more involved? Um, I don't know how you guys did it or how you guys are doing it. Um, let me go back real quick. No, yeah, yeah, I've seen my own butthole. Um, okay. You couldn't let that one go. It was, it was lingering in your head. Listen, you can't comment on your son's butthole and then, uh, yeah, I can. Like, I just don't know what you would compare it to. I'm not comparing it to anything. I just said like you hold his little legs up and then you wipe his butt and it's just not, you're a 12 to 15 guy. Yeah. Why? Because Why? my, my Why? son's legs look like the turkey wings at the Bridgewater fair. They have so much fat and rolls to them that there's like 15 different pockets I have to check each time he takes a shit. He has he has his dad's thunder thighs with no muscle yet. I mean, you don't you'll see you'll you'll see. I'll see his thunder thighs and butthole. No, I will not. No, no I will you're not. You're gonna see. You're gonna see. You'll see it as it comes. All right, okay. so. Let's go to the next question. Yeah, um, what can moms do to make dads feel more involved? Blake, uh, yes or no? Have you seen your own butthole? I answered the question, yes. I've seen my own butthole. How? I don't know if I... How? Maybe I'm confusing it with any other butthole. You're not confusing seen. your own butthole with another butthole. Just tell me right now how you've seen it. Because I, I brought up the it question... Is not, it is not the most identifiable butthole in the world. Did you stand over or turn around and spread cheeks? I want to say it was beer related. I want to know. Was it a selfie? Was it a selfie stick? Did you use no. a GoPro? 
Dude, just no, tell me. I think... bro. No, I don't remember, dude. I'm, I'm 31 going on 32 years old. If you think somewhere between 20 and 10, I didn't find every orifice and identify it on my person, then you're an idiot and you're a loser. And I feel bad for you. And I feel bad for baby Tony. I honestly, I have seen my own butthole. I have no fucking clue how. That's a pathetic excuse. I have, of course I've seen, I, like, I don't know if I'm just like this, like, I don't know. Okay, so what about some pieces of advice? I'll go second because I feel like I'm a little bit more seasoned in my long four and a half month journey. As a... Yeah. All right, so now, wow, somebody had the audacity to give us a piece of advice. Do we know who it is? Do we know where it was submitted from? No we'll get down to it. We oh, will get down to it. Go ahead. My dad used to put me in the corner. Tough love works. <laughs> I think I know. Uh, Jesus. Uh, and that's from Evan. I don't know who that is. But uh, yeah. yeah, listen, I, let me tell you something. I think one of the hardest things to grapple with is like the um, – sleep training and whatnot when it's like i'm so stern like hey let him cry let him cry and then yeah. two minutes in your son is screaming and you, you don't want to watch him scream i think that's a tough one and you know evan sounds like he's probably not doing so well in life now i bet because he didn't get the love that he deserved and if i was his father i would have went in and gave him his nunny and helped them out a little bit. I, I don't know. I, that's a tough one. That's like my friends. We have friends that are like, no screens for two years. Uh, that's bullshit. You know, I think everything in moderation is good. Um, I don't know about tough love. What do you think about that? I don't know who the seven guy is. Um, I hope he has support, either as a younger or older brother, uh, if he has either of those. But, um, yeah, no, I think I'm with you there. I mean, I, I hear... I hear Beck crying, and uh, when I've done everything that I can to comfort him, it's just about him getting it out, and it's it's the way it is. That's I mean, kids cry. We all cry. I cry all the time. Okay. And, uh, okay. <laughs> um, okay, let's get to one more question. Okay, we got a question from one of the viewers or one of the listeners. What is the best piece of advice Tony has for Blake as a new dad? Learn, <laughs> learn. Okay. So if you're anything like my relationship, like other than the source of, of financial income for certain things, like which we do split my wife and I, but you know, if I buy things for my kid, I don't know what they are, right? It's, Hey, he needs this. Sure. Credit card. Learn what your wife is buying and learn what they're doing because we went to an event in Long Island, um, I want to say about a month and a half ago, and I my job was to, was to pack the car with the stroller because we were bringing my truck. Sure. So I put the stroller in the car. That has a truck. And we went to this event, which was outdoors. It was in actually three different locations throughout the weekend. Not important. Go ahead. Well, it's important. And... What happened was I only brought the base of the stroller. I didn't bring the attachment. I didn't bring the bassinet. No. So we had to carry our two and a half month old child around the entire place we went with no stroller, no bassinet, nowhere to sleep. 
because I didn't I just figured hey the stroller so I would say learn 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 what's actually going on be present in uh, in what she's buying and the devices of, of being a father in 2021 that's good to know communication got it um, when it comes to just real quick that experience with you and hauling around your kid um, what does your wife's family what's their nickname for him they have a nickname? You know the answer to that. Okay, so he—it's meatball. It's meatball. Been meatball. around all day. Yeah, I was holding a meatball all day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, to everyone that's uh, to to everyone that's tuned in today, I don't know if it's one of our amazing 100 plus followers on Instagram or one of the three from Twitter. We love you. Um, we want to hear from you. We want to hear everything from you. We want to hear, you know, your criticisms. We want to hear what you liked about it, what you wish we did, what you want to hear in the future and, um, whether or not Tony needs to keep the beard. So we'll be <laughs> back. We're having fun. We're just going to talk fatherhood. And obviously each week is going to be different for the both of us. And there'll be things that are similar, but overall, um, we're just kind of rolling with it. So Tone, you got anything else? No, that's it. Appreciate everyone. Tell us what you want to hear. We're just piecing this together. We don't know what the hell we're doing on this podcast or in parenting. Yeah. But I think we can get a little roll going and we're pumped to be doing this. I think it's fun. Thanks so much. Help us while we help each other. <laughs> Where are you at? Can you do this? Can you make one of the hearts? Nope. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> no, I'm going to do it. Go. Yeah, quick pause. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yes, I got it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to wrap this up. Uh, I don't know what the hell we're doing. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl who has everything? Look at this stuff, treasures untold. How many wonders can one cavern hold? Looking around here, you think, sure, she's got everything. I've got gadgets and gizmos of plenty. I've got who's it's and what's it's galore. You want thingamabobs? <clears throat> I've got 20. But who cares? No big deal. I want more. Oh, I want to be where the people are. I want to see them. want to see them dancing, walking around on those, what do you call them, feet, living things you don't Makes of a quiet jumping, <laughs> dancing, strolling around on those, what do you call them? Streets. <clears throat> up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the sun. Wandering free. Wish I could be. <laughs> <laughs>
of your world. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>